Right, hi, Cooper. Hello. How you doing? Good. Good. Oh my gosh. Here we are. Doing it. Doing it. Doing a podcast. Yep. Perfect. Perfect time to be doing something like yeah, this. Yeah. You know? Cooped up in our studio. Yes, I know. But I would love that we have a studio like this to yes. be cooped up in. And, yeah. Um, edit together some episodes you know <laughs> yes. like my interview with jd Iker. i do love some jd oh me too he's the bomb and uh <laughs> full of personality and i'm so glad i got a chance to sit down with him and interview him about his upcoming album and uh he was talking about his tour a little bit and some things in the future but just let my listeners know this was recorded prior to the virus you know taking over our lives so there's uh you'll just notice a few things in the podcast that might have might not be up to date or accurate because you know things have changed dates have changed and that sort of thing but uh jd was uh performed at rhythm and bruce here in appleton which was very exciting oh so fun oh amazing show yes you know the stories I love yeah. to, I love oh, him. he is so funny to listen to. It's, I know. He, he always rips on himself for, you know, talking too much. And yeah. then he's like, but I'm not changing. And I'm like, yes, yeah. please don't. Yeah, we don't. Lo- we like the story. It's a perfect <laughs> amount of chemistry and musicianship yeah. on stage. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, you talk, so sir. It lets you, yeah, get to know the artist a little bit, too, without taking up all the time at the end or yeah. waiting to talk to him. He kind of, like, right. shows his character and right. personality. And I enjoyed getting to know J.D. Uh, with recording the podcast because I thought he told some amazing stories, you know, on stage that were entertaining. Yeah. And, it, you know, just it took pulled you in, you know. But then I listened to him in the interview, and I was just like, it was almost like another side of him. Okay. But a positive good side, you know, but yeah. like you hear about a little bit more, you see the, a little bit more of the comical side on stage, but I think this interview draws you into, you know, why he loves the music a little yeah. bit more and just listening to him talk about it. I, I really appreciated that. Yeah, so I bet. I'm very excited to have him in the show. Uh, we did have a few hiccups just to warn people about, you know, I, A, I was sick during this recording or at the end of being sick. So I powered through and did this and, and JD and I could just give, you know, shoulder taps. <laughs> you know, I really wanted to hug him. Well, no hugging. No hugging. No hugging. And this was even prior to the no hug rule. <laughs> but we were just being cautious. Cautious, you know? yeah. So, and um, then in the middle of the podcast, the recording just stopped on me. Oh, you know, but I live surprise. and learn. You know, I was like, <laughs> what? Huh? No. But with some crafty editing, I don't think you're going to notice in the episode, but I wanted to just make you aware Maybe of that. Maybe because you didn't allow the producer in the room. Well, you I know. Mean, just saying. Uh, yeah, well, um, any, anyways, guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh what else was i gonna say oh and on that note again my podcast is never perfection you know i'm always learning and trying to make it better and better quality sound um, content and so one thing I've, i forget to do for myself and for the guests is remind both of us you know about uh, the microphone it's a bit sensitive so sometimes if you hear a little jostling please just forgive me I don't think it's too bad, and I don't even want to bring it to your attention because you might not even notice it. Um, but I'm just sharing with the world how you experience and learn and, and grow from A little your... background into podcast yes, world. Yes, yes. A lot goes into it, and uh, <laughs> i got to remember these things. <laughs> so I'm very excited to have uh, JD on the show and for you to get a chance to, to listen to this wonderful interview. I want yeah. my listeners to pay attention to when he talks about the song Edgar Green's Time Machine. Oh. I thought this was a really cool story, and it... Um, was a result of your very good question okay. that you suggested for him. I so, am um, pretty good at questions. You are, yeah. <laughs> you get some really good answers from your questions. So I like to dig deep. I know, and I thought this was an amazing answer, reply <laughs> to that question. So uh, B, stay tuned for all that ahead. We'll play a few J.D. Iker songs throughout the podcast as well. And so on the other side of the song is J.D. Iker.
J.D. Eicher on the show. What's up? Thank you for coming on. Man, my pleasure. Thanks All for having right. me. Yeah, no problem. Glad to have you here. Yeah. You just performed at the Rhythm and Brews uh-huh. series here in Appleton. Yeah. Uh, how's it feel to be back in Appleton? It's awesome. Yeah. I uh, I mean, it, I know it sounds kind of pandery or whatever, but Appleton is just awesome. It, people are so kind. They're, there's like a disproportionate amount of support for music here. And it's, uh, yeah. it's a little, it's, I, I said it tonight, it's a little, it's almost suspicious. I don't know what you guys <laughs> are up to, but I do. It, it's really nice to, to see that kind of thing and to know that there are little, you know, little, uh, oasises, oasis, oasis, oasis. Yeah, there are little spots along the way yeah, right? where, uh, you know, people really do care about live music like this. It's really cool. Cool. Yeah, we really appreciate the music, and we like to see that you guys keep coming back through. So. Man, yeah, thank you. We, we'd love to keep coming through. This is great. Awesome. Yeah. Good to hear. Thanks. I'll talk about a few things like your new music coming up here and, cool. and Milo Music in just a second. But yeah. at first, I kind of want to take it back to the beginning for a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first saw I Met You was during the Rad Dad Tour. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Um, which, if any listeners aren't aware, this was a tour that featured Dan Rodriguez. Oh, I'm sure they heard about the tour. Matt it was Hires. World World Tour, you know. Yeah, and uh, yours truly, J.D. Iker here. Yeah. So um, my producer and myself were super excited for Dan Rodriguez and yeah. Matt Hires, uh, but we really didn't know of you at that mm. point. That's a common occurrence with me. But yeah. I will say, in the confines of the podcast, I think you're our favorite now. Oh, wow. So, uh, oh, the man. Tour, you know, it really did wonders for your career. Oh, I'm honored. That's <laughs> Thank you. Jeez. Okay, cool. Well, that's but, great. I mean, yeah. anyways, in all seriousness, no, we really love the tour, all three of you guys Thanks. together. It was a blast. It was an awesome show. So Thanks. Yeah, those guys are fantastic. Matt Hires, and I, I was I always... Uh, joke about how the, when I first met Matt, I, I was totally like fangirling because, uh, I, I used to teach his, he had a couple of hits way back when, and I, I used to teach his, one of his songs to guitar students when I was just kind of getting started out of school. Okay. And so it was surreal to go from like showing, you know, 13 year olds how to play his chords to then being on tour with him. And, uh, it was just, and I was a fan, you know, the whole time. So it was just, it was really cool. And then Dan and I met on the rock boat a couple of years ago okay. and just became fast friends and wrote a song together in Nashville. So it was really cool to, we just had an immediate dynamic that was fun and All right. I hope I get to do some stuff with those guys again. That was really uh, a blast. You wrote a song with Dan, huh? We did. Yeah. Something that you guys performed together? Or? Nah, you know, it, we, <laughs> we wrote it for, uh, so, sometimes you, you know, you do these songwriting sessions and they're for other things. So like this was for uh, like TV ads and, and that sort of thing. So yeah, it's okay. more of a commercial type thing. Gotcha. Um, and it's been like so close a couple times, I guess, but it's never landed on, on a, you know, on TV, but we're, All right. we're, st- we're st- still holding out some hope on it. But. Well, I think, yeah, there's hope. And yeah. you two both have very distinct voices. So I, the day we hear, I'm going to be like, yeah. those are our boys right Thanks. there. It'll so. be Dan singing it. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Dan. Okay. It's kind of funky. Okay. He just has a, you know, he's got this kind of sauce for the, the funk stuff. So yeah, he, he's, he was the guy for the, to, to actually sing it. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So that was your first experience in Appleton was the Red Dead mm-hmm. tour? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, you to see what's all about here, huh? Yeah, man, and it was uh it was awesome that night and that was the last night of uh, of that run. And so uh you know, it was it was it was it was a little bit I don't know, I was a little bit bummed to it was a shorter it wasn't a super long tour and I was a little bit bummed to kind of um, part ways with those guys, but uh, we we hit it off. It was cool. Yeah. Maybe you could do it again down the road. That's definitely in the. In, I shouldn't say it's in the works, but it's it's it, it gets flirted with occasionally here. And okay. They were like, "What if we?" Uh, but you know, it's it's, it's amazing. Two, it's hard enough to get two artists lined up, you know, schedule wise. Yeah. yeah. So uh, for all three of us, it, it, it'd be tricky. But I hope so. I hope we can do it again. Very this cool. Way. We look yeah. forward to it. Thanks. You next came to the valley then for mile seven of mile mm-hmm. music. Yeah. I'm curious how you became aware of mile music. So actually, through that Appleton show um, on the Rad Dad tour. Then uh, and you know it was affiliated uh, at least loosely with with Mile Music Presents. You know mm-hmm. they, they were supportive of the show and helped us out, kind of getting the word out. And 
And I basically told Dan, I was like, you know, Dan Rodriguez has been involved with this for a long time in the mile community. And I was like, Dan, I would like to meet the people who are involved <laughs> with this sort of thing because there's some good going here. So he kind of introduced me um, through that uh, into, into the mile world. And, and that's kind of how it started and figured out the booking for the, the, the festival and everything. But very, cool. very, very grateful to him and the mile for letting me do it. This has been awesome. Well, yeah, we were very excited to see you on the lineup as well. So Thanks, it was very cool that you came back. Thanks. Did you have any favorite experience, moment, or performance from Miles? that stands out hmm. um, all they these were, months later yeah yeah <laughs> there were a couple cool ones um, the first show was uh, let me think if I can think of the name of the um, Copper Rock Brewing Okay. Or, uh, yeah. or it was a, it's a coffee shop. Coffee shop across the street here. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. So you can Copper walk there from here. Yep. Yeah. Um, and and so that that's where that was the first gig. And if I remember right, I got up early that day in Ohio. Yeah, and then I think I, I must have gotten up early and hauled here, so I was kind of beat because it was an early um, start. And I got here and uh, um, just drove straight by myself, so I was kind of tired, and I was worried. I had no idea what I was getting into. You know, they, I think they uh, it was like six or seven sets, and uh, you know, I heard it was awesome, but you know, you don't know. So I was like right. a little nervous. Like, <laughs> I hope this is works out. I hope people are at this show. I don't know what to expect. And then you get to Copper Rock, and there's like. And they weren't there for me. It was just people that were there to hear music in that room over and over again. But they were like, you know, every seat was full. I don't know what sits in there. Maybe 100 people, 120 oh, people. Yeah, they, they really kind of cram in there. And uh, just right out of the gate, it was like everyone was like very welcoming. People came up before I started and they're like, hey, we, you know, we looked up the music ahead of time. And it was just from that moment on, I, you know, I was just, this is, I had never been in an event where like people were that invested and particularly in the music. You know what I mean? Like, it was it was just cool. So then and and you play a ton. So um, I had another show I think that night, and then uh, two or three the next day, and an, another couple. And it was a uh, it was a lot. But every every show was cool, and some of them kind of built on each other, um, built on each other. And then uh, there was a Bose um, did this tiny house yes um, stage. It was they did this little tiny house stage, um, and Jamie Kent um, was kind of like a guest artist who was kind of like put 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 that stage together and and hosted it and uh so it had some like bose towers up outside and it was kind of like tucked away from the you and i yeah, we walked yeah, over we there together yeah, yeah, we yeah, were yeah. There. that was yeah, fun yeah, uh -huh. yeah. um actually caught dan there yeah that's where yeah. we went to see dan Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah, yeah man this is all this is all time right back together right but uh yeah so it was just that was a cool show um so i played there and it was dark and so they had like the you know the cafe lights kind of like strung yeah. out into the trees and it was just i just remember it being like really you know kind of serene and uh I don't know. I, that, I, I walked away very encouraged from that that whole event. That was like one of those events where you walk away and you're like, man, people treated you like a real artist. And sometimes, you know, you get treated like, oh, here's a guy, he plays guitar. And then, but then sometimes you get treated like, you know, you really, w people really are paying attention. That was that was one of those experiences. It was really, it was cool. nice. Man. I feel like Mile always recharges your batteries a little bit. Totally. You know, when you go there, your enthusiasm for the music is kind of kicked in. Again, yeah. You know, so. Amen. Yeah, I was, I was playing some new songs and um, people were just super like receptive and I, I did exactly that i walked away and i was like yeah i, I do like this job a lot right. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. so super to hear i'm moving on to your music now a little bit mm -hmm. uh you have, you released two new songs that i'm aware of that'll be a part of your upcoming album uh, -huh. uh yeah. one of them being evergreen yeah um yeah. and that was recently featured on sirius xm yeah so yeah. i was kind of curious how you found out about your song being on sirius and what yeah. that must have felt like. Right. Yeah. So, well, it, it, it's a, that's a great um, opportunity. I've never had that happen. So it was, it was really cool. Train, um, Train's lead singer, Pat Monahan has this show called Train Tracks um, on The Pulse, which is like, it's channel 15 on Sirius. Yeah. So, I listened to it quite a bit, actually. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a great decision. When you had a, a posted about your, your song being on there, yeah. I don't, I usually organically listen to the show. And so I oh, heard cool. other or artists from, you know, Mile kind of be on there. Oh, and that's I, cool. If I had organically heard, I was ready to hear it this time, but yeah. I would have just, my jaw would have dropped if I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, no, it's a great, it, it's a cool station. I, I, same thing, I've listened to it a bunch. I don't have a car with, I have a very, you know, my car is pretty, pretty stripped back. It's a, not to brag or anything, but it's a 2009 Nissan Sentra in silver, so I'm sure you're impressed. But it uh, has like 250, almost two, 260, 260,000 well, miles. I'm, so it's, I'm right it's, there with you. Oh, really? Yeah. I have a Jeep Commander 07 that's kind of about 245,000 miles. Oh, wow. Yeah. Dang. All mm -hmm. right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Two road warriors here. Yeah. 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 It's on the end of its life, but I digress. <laughs> no, that's, um, yeah, I got the same deal. Um, but, uh, 
anyway, so I don't have it, but my, uh, my dad has it in his car and, you know, rental cars and stuff. That's usually, I kind of flip between the pulse and coffee house when I'm on Sirius. But okay. so anyway, to get it on that show. So Pat, um, receives, a, I, I don't know what he reviews, but a, a pretty big chunk of songs every week or every couple of weeks and then selects from those songs. So we submitted and we're very lucky to get our song kind of to his ears and, um, he's kind enough to play it. Wow. And, and yeah, it was a great, great opportunity there. Yeah. That's, that's one of those things, that it, you know, it, it doesn't, the song was the song before it got on that thing, but there is a nice, you get kind of like some sort of validation or, you know, feeling like, all right, all right, we're doing the right thing. It's it got on serious, you know, right. so it was cool to have that happen. Um, yeah. So we're, we're hoping we can kind of, you know, that'll lead to more opportunities. Who knows? I don't, I, I really, people are like, well, how do you do? I'm like, I don't know how any of this works, this industry thing. <laughs> I am totally lost to it, but that seemed like a good, good opportunity. So. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Very cool. Thanks. Um, well, Evergreen is quickly becoming one of my favorite song of yours. Thanks. I mean, you're receiving a lot of love and praise for it from what I can see, you know, Thanks. In, the, in, in your fan base and everything. Uh -huh. I'm yeah, just wondering if you could share any personal insights into the making of that song. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that song is is, is definitely special for, for me and the band, too. I wrote it for my parents. I, I, my, my, my dad turned 70 recently, so we've been having these talks, and I can just kind of tell he's... Uh, freaking out a little bit about getting old and you know i don't 70 isn't that old 70 is like the new 50 yeah. you know that's why i keep saying it and he's like a, he if, if he's 70 he's a young 70 you know what i'm saying but um you know you can just kind of see in his eyes he's he's a little afraid of you know mortality is more in, in in it's more front and center now um with the 70 to his name so it made me think about both his and my mom's mortality but also kind of just what you know you get into the existential questions and, and what is life all about and uh i, I don't know i, I want they they are really good people i got lucky with my parents and I, pretty much anything good about me is due to them i think you know and uh and then i also think you know when you there's stuff that i don't like about me everyone has that and i get a chance i have a little daughter ellie and i get a chance to kind of maybe direct her away from those tendencies the things that maybe i don't like that you know she might have a tendency toward as well sure. um, personality wise and so you know you kind of you realize that you just you get you get your shot at uh, being the best person you can and kind of being the best person you can for those around you, and um, so the idea of evergreen in the context of the song is just you know there's we all kind of have people whether they're our parents or our friends or whatever who are you know, evergreen in our lives and it, it could be somebody you talk to for 20 minutes but you just remember what they said for the rest of your life but those things that are evergreen, um, you know we're lucky when we get those moments with people. I think that's really what our legacy is, you know. I mean, I always joke, you know, yeah, of course you could, if you have the money to do a hospital wing, you're going to get your name on a plaque somewhere on a wall, yeah. you know. But, like, the truth is, you know, if Uncle Chuck donates a hospital wing, that's awesome. But, like, people are going to talk about Uncle Chuck, like, was he cool or not? You know, right, what right. was he like? Yeah. And, like, uh, so, you know, we get this shot to be the best thing we can for everybody. And uh, and so it's just a tribute to people who are evergreen, you know. I love it. That's I love a, the concept, you know. Thanks. And I think it's a great song. I, I was I especially was listening to it this time around watching you perform it live, mm. which is also another experience from just listening to it. But oh, yeah. Yeah. the verses towards the end where you're talking, you relate things to, like, I think it's something like laugh of your father's father. Uh -huh. Like when is that how that goes? That lyric, is uh, it? yeah. The laughter of my daughter is the heart of my father's father. Yeah, like yeah. we chain everything together in that verse. Thanks. I thought was really cool. So, Thank you. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks. So, and that song is going to be featured on your latest album coming up. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have a EP coming out April 9th. April ninth. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you did your research? I did my research. <laughs> yeah, awesome. April 9th Thanks. is titled Court Street, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Well, tell me about the title of this. Like, yeah, why it's Court uh, Street? it's pretty uh simple. We just the the studio we worked at on this record is called court street recording it's on literally on court street oh okay. um, so but the the record we put out before this one it was called the compass ep and um it was kind of like after having i had a band for uh, three records and then i did this solo record and an ep and it was kind of just compass uh, ep was kind of like me trying to re kind of find my you know reevaluate or reset and find like a direction you know and so kind of playing off of that then the court street you know this this record is kind of i've found to be like you know as cheesy as it is kind of like my true north you know we kind of in the process of floundering for your sound we kind of landed on this tone that and and this vibe that really feels right and what it is, is this record is like a return to form the first albums that i did were just me or me in a band in a room playing live together and um and i got away from that slowly for a number of reasons some somewhat financial you know it's cheaper to record in layers and but also uh just you know sonically i you know experimented with different types of pop and and things like that but at the end of the day the reason i got into playing music was because i loved writing songs and then that the synergy that happens when you you know play them live in a room with other people and all those ideas kind of 
come together. And so anyway, so we, we got back to that. And um, so Court Street is kind of like where the compass points, so to speak. So I thought, you know, actually having a street and kind of sticking with that directional thing sure. worked. And then also um, the guy who owns Court Street has become like a really good friend. And it's in my hometown. Oh. Of Canfield, Ohio, which is I'm from Youngstown, kind of near Cleveland, but Canfield's like the suburb that I grew up in. Okay. And uh, literally, the studio popped up, and it's like walking distance from where my parents live oh. and like my childhood home. And uh, and it's like world class. This guy worked for Sony in Nashville for like 15 years. He moved back to the area. He, he was originally from home, and it's just it was like hitting the lottery to finally have a studio of that quality with an engineer that great in right next right next door and I you know that we could the band could go and we could afford it you know right, and so yeah. it was just it was awesome so I th- also we wanted to name it Court Street to give kind of a nod to uh, his name's Michael Estock who owns the place and helped produce the record um, kind of give him a nod and, and you know give us an excuse to talk about that place and kind of help spread the work because it's like just such it. a great studio and that's awesome um, yeah he deserves I, I hope people he's got some folks traveling in now but it's just it's the kind of place that you know should it should boom you know people should know about it so I hope, hopefully this be that's a little awesome. way to help with yeah, that. Yeah, any way to kickstart that. Yeah, I think it's right. awesome. Yeah, thanks. And you took the question right out of my mouth, my next question, oh, in, yeah. in regards to like your other albums versus this album, uh-huh. because Compass is a, a favorite of mine, by the oh, way. Oh, thanks. Cool. Um, Thank you. But I was, and I was going to ask the difference between Compass and going into your new album, and you just you said all that, so awesome. Yeah, oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to yeah. ask it, I just wanted to say thanks. that. So. <laughs> yeah, Com- Compass is kind of like a it was me like really embracing the pop side of what I love. I, I really like really shiny pop and mm-hmm. I like like earthy, you know, acoustic guitar and, yeah. and that kind of thing. And so compass was kind of that like necessary diversion a little bit to do a couple of pop things. But, um, yeah, I'm kind of embracing the idea that at the end of the day, you know, I'm, I really am a singer songwriter and I, I can only write, I can only do hide behind beats for so long before, it, you know, the truth will come out. Oh, this guy really feels most at home with the guitar. So sure. kind of return to form. Yeah. Right. Well, I think that's why I like you so much too, though, is you ha- you have the flexibility to do all the different things. Thanks. Like it sounded really good Thanks. doing it. So thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. I, lo- I love all, all kinds of stuff. So it's nice to float around a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any other uh, insights in your album or the songs on the album that you want to talk about? Um, share with listeners. Yeah, we did. Well, we did. Uh, Evergreen. Um, the song uh, "I Don't Want to Be Right" is is the other single that's out um, currently, and that's that's a, a band favorite to play live. Um, we're excited. We, it got on a, a Spotify uh, their Fresh Folk playlist, which is f- for us is a you know a nice nice thing. And we haven't had that luck really, so to for them to kind of to kind of be noticed by Spotify, we're excited about. So that's cool. But um, Spotify yeah. and Sirius in the past, you know. Yeah, right. Wow, that's pretty good. Uh, hey? Yeah, we're, we're honestly feeling lucky right now. Hopefully, we can uh, we can keep that that wave <laughs> going. But um, but yeah, it's it's a bunch of songs that are just. Uh, they're, you know, they're pretty personal and they're, they really do kind of center on, on home. I mean, literally it opens up with a song called I'm coming home. You know, the, the next couple, the next one's evergreen, which is about family. Um, I don't want to be right. a little bit more personal. And then, it, and then there are a couple, there's kid, which is another kind of internal thing. And then there's a couple of relationship songs. So it's very like, yeah, back to, back to the diary. It's like every once in a while I'll do these story songs or kind of like these, I'll allow myself to get out of my own orbit and write some songs like that. So it's nice to every once in a while kind of like come back to, you know, back to the, yeah, the diary, the journal, you know, back sure. to the personal stuff. So, but very yeah. cool. Yeah. Very Thanks. Nice. I always ask my producer, Cooper, as she's known, yeah. uh, if she has a question for the artist and she wants to know one of the oddest, most memorable inspirations you've had for a song you wrote. Hmm. Okay. Well, this one's, this is definitely odd. I have a song called, uh, Edgar Green's Time Machines. It's on an, an older record, uh, back in the day when I had uh, the full band early on. Um, and, uh, so th- I'm really I'm exposing a lot of my nerddom right now, but my so my dad reads a bunch of uh, these fantasy novels, kind of like Lord of the Rings, but way deeper down the the rabbit hole in that world. And so when I was younger, he used to he would recommend the ones he liked. So these some of these would be like series that are like you know nine books deep, each one's a thousand pages. I mean we're talking about Ooh. serious nerddom stuff. Yeah. I mean, but I'm, I, you know I liked it. So but he would recommend them to me, and I would read them. But I I thought it would be cool to try to do like some sort of fantasy type of th- theme or whatever in a song and try to try to pull off more or less like the bones of a, of a story like that within a song so Edgar Green's Time Machines is about is this song and it's about this guy who he's traveling through time he and he's 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 already seen the future and he knows how the world ends and he's going back through time trying to influence it so that we don't destroy ourselves basically oh. and it's a uh, I mean I guess it's another like existential thing at the end of the day but um, you don't really know if he fixed it or not 
you know, but you kind of fall. Anyway, it was, it was a cool challenge to try to write a song like that. So I tr to actually make it make sense and stuff. And, um, and it's certainly odd. So okay, cool. there you go. <laughs> I like you're it, like, though. you're like, okay, man. No, I want to make sure I get this. I've, I've listened to you fairly enough on Spotify. So now yeah. I want to make sure I go back oh, and really thanks. catch this song. What, what album is that on? It's called Into Place. Edgar Green stands there humming underneath the street light. He looks along the tap in the transformer and down the line into his basement. He's gonna draw this whole damn street out with those two old dusty magnets, but he knows he won't be here to hear them. And all
But no one's words can break his smile He knows he's either crazy or just maybe he did it All right, so we're back here with J.D. Eicher. A few technical difficulties, but <laughs> no we'll problem. power through all that as we power through uh, coronavirus. That, huh? <laughs> yeah. As I asked you earlier, that you have a strong and encouraging fan base with an epicenter being their group on Facebook. Do your super fans have a nickname? <laughs> yes. Uh, there, there is a group uh, that has uh, named themselves the Eicher Likers, and. Uh, it's a little polarizing, you know. Yeah, I yeah. think some people really like that name. It, it rhymes. I got I got to hand it. It's good branding, but uh, yeah, some some folks would I think would rather just be considered supporters, you know. Okay. So I, you know, I don't push. We don't push it too hard. I'm, yeah, not, yeah. I'm not like walking around like where are my Iker Likers at. I don't do any <laughs> of that stuff. I'm not very non uh, kind of the opposite of Bieber world, okay. you know. So sure. it's it's very it's very low key, but they do go by Iker Likers. I like it. Them, so. That's very cool. Yeah. So it's gotta a, have you gotta have a good backing. And, uh, Honestly, it is. It is a th so that there's there's like this Facebook group, and th those folks use it to coordinate. You know, if they're going to shows or uh, you know they share videos and stuff, and it's it's really cool. That I mean, I'm I'm just pumped, and I you know I know some friendships have formed through that whole community. So it is it's um it's it's obviously flattering, but it's also just really cool that you know people are kind of coming together around this. It's cool. It's sure, very encouraging. Very cool. I'm not an official member of that fan group, but I think I need to get on board. What the hell, Drew? I know, yeah, it's right? Time. I Jeez. know. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. Um, I can. I have an in. I can get you in this. Oh, really? So, yeah. yeah. No problem. Yeah. All right. Good. <laughs> Among the many great things that make up JD Nation, uh, including your fan base, there's also JD TV, and then you have your own music festival titled Songfest, mm -hmm. which you recently just announced for this year. I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit about Songfest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the JD Nation's very. Uh, very generous, very generous <laughs> titling. You know, um, I do. Yeah, we throw this little music fest in August every year. Um, it's always the weekend before uh, Labor Day weekend, and so um, and it's kind of this boutique. Um, yeah, you know, it's, we, it's, it focuses on singer songwriter acoustic style music, so it's a little bit laid, more laid back. Um, if we have a band, they usually strip down a little bit to you know maybe percussion kit and uh, you know fewer electric guitars that sort of thing so it's it's more a focus on the song and the story and uh, we usually keep it to like between four and six acts that day so if you're if you're an attendee the idea is you know you can bring a lawn chair we have some seating you can come and it's 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 very much like a, a giant outdoor listening room and uh it, 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 we, I kind of wanted something that was like an answer to like, you know, the sweaty, like shoulder to shoulder, everyone's yeah. kind of fighting for a spot, kind of that music festival vibe, which can be really fun. But I wanted to have kind of an opposite or an alternative where you could go and you could sit down and kind of camp for the day. And, and people are really listening and the vibe is like on the song and the story behind the song or just a little bit more conversational. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, it's fun. We, so we usually feature a couple regional acts and then, um, we have some, some repeats and some mainstays that we cycle through and, uh, there are like some friends from the road that I want people to hear or, um, you know, that I, that I, you know, hope to get into the Youngstown scene. And then also we'll bring a headliner through each year. So we've had, um, acts like, uh, the Ken and Drew from Sister Hazel, um, Red Wanting Blue, um, Will Hogue. This year we have Stephen Kellogg, which we're really excited about. But these, you know, usually the, the headliners are like, you know, they're like kind of role models in the scene, and and all those guys that I mentioned are just super kind, and they're, um, you know, like Stephen Kellogg who's coming through. He's just he's a really sweet guy, and uh, he's a family man. And I feel like some of these acts, and you know, all, everyone I just named, all those headliners, they just they're really supportive of other artists, and so. Um, um, you know, we just try to kind of, I'm excited to kind of get those folks through Youngstown and be like, hey, here's a group of people that are going to really appreciate you that maybe will stick with you. Sure. And so it's kind of, that's the idea is, is uh, it's good for me, obviously, you know, I can promote an event and, um, but it's also a chance to kind of expose people to new music or artists that maybe they've missed for whatever reason. Yeah, I, I like it. I like it a lot. I, I really look forward to that event. It's another one, I th you know, kind of like Mile, where you walk away, and hopefully, as a listener, you feel like the bands or the the acts really appreciated you as a listener, and then as a band, you hopefully you're encouraged that you know that there are communities like that that you know are still uh, 
you know, coming out for live music. Sure. You hear about the old days, and I'm, I'm like, man, was it really like that? But there are still pockets. You know, right. There really are still pockets of people that really do come out like that and support music. So, absolutely, I'm trying to kind of build that in Youngstown. It's good to hear. Yeah, it's us all over the place. We get in a little bubble here in Appleton sometimes. Uh-huh. You know, well, this so. is a strong one. This yeah. is a very strong one. It's, it, it, yeah, it's it's inspiring, honestly. Um, but yeah, Young Youngstown. You know, we just didn't have like a, a singer songwriter scene. I don't, you know, to speak of, I don't think. And, and then, so this started off as a, a free and then, you know, the goal now as we've added headliners is just to keep it very affordable. So the whole day, you know, it's $12 for an advanced ticket, mm-hmm. um, 15 for if, at the gate. So, I mean, it's, it's really, um, to get, you know, the tickets don't even pay for the acts. We get sponsorships to help cover it, but we just want to keep it affordable so that folks can like not, not really worry about you know, it's just more of a thing for the community sure. on the whole. So it, it's been fun, honestly. It's it's been cool watching it grow, and I think I think Youngstown's starting to kind of get behind it, which is cool. So Very cool. I'm hoping hoping it keeps going. I think it's yeah, it'll be great. How long have you been doing that? This is year six coming year up. Year so, six, so, all right. So far, so good. You know, right. we've got like a I guess like the a master's degree at, at this point after this year. Sure, you know, right. Undergrad and two years. Uh, Masters, yeah. So <laughs> everything to me is like, what could I have gotten in academia if I spent time <laughs> elsewhere? You know. <laughs> I don't, don't, you know, I don't want my mom to know that I'm thinking of it like that, you know, but she'd like me to be maybe like a doctor, but here I am writing songs. Hey, someone's got to do it and you do a pretty damn good job of it. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks, man. (laughs) Not too many questions left here. I was just curious if you have any ideas since you've just came back to Appleton when you might return to Appleton. This is my TMZ question. Oh yeah, uh, you know what? Honestly, I, we we I'm hoping that we get to a chance to do mile again, but okay. um, but honestly, there's nothing on the books, so I'm hoping okay. you know, I'm hoping I can you know do the appropriate amount of flirting and, and stay on the radar. Maybe sure. they'll uh, they'll be up for for having us back. But um, I would love to be a regular in Appleton. I mean, it'd be cool just to come through, um, hopefully a couple times a year and just get to see everybody and keep keep growing the the whole thing here because this is this is on. I mean, this is definitely on the radar for us. We we cool. really feel. Uh, just you know, well received, welcomed here, and we want to want to keep that going. So very yeah. cool. Well, it was great to have you back, and with uh, your drummer Dylan. Thanks. Yeah, he's awesome. Too, so yeah. nice seeing you two go to perform together on stage. So. Thanks. Yeah, I, I love that guy, um, Dylan. He, he was tonight. He was playing a, a suitcase drum kit. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, that was a fascinating story to hear about that. Yeah, yeah. He's the man. I, I'm I'm lucky. I got I, I've, uh, we're four piece when we have the full band, but everybody in this band is uh, you know uh, all, all all my guys I get to work with are just really good dudes and so um it's just it's great traveling with them we all get along and um it, it's really it could be a real you know it could be a crapshoot when you're when you're on the road and you're living sh- arm length away from somebody you know shoulder to shoulder like that for that long but, i can imagine that's gotta but, be uh, you got some good stories i'm sure huh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I won't ask you to tell anyone. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah, they're all illegal, so no. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and my last question, when you're not working on your own music, mm-hmm. is there any music, current music, album, anything like that that you're listening to? Yeah, it's kind of all over the place. Like the classics that I like are like, you know, Paul Simon. I always get back to the Beatles or, you know, some of these older bands, Queen and stuff. But uh, I've been listening to Jacob Collier. He's kind of a cool, experimental, very intellectual kind of singer-songwriter guy that I like a lot. Um, Johnny Lang, he's a blues player that I, I really enjoy. He's cool. I like James Bay. Some of his stuff is cool. Um, Brandon Flowers from uh, um, what can I think from the, the Killers? Yes. Um, right. His solo stuff. I didn't it's, know it's he had not, solo stuff. Yeah, he does, oh. and it's not. It's not super. I guess it's not super new. I don't think he's got anything super recent, but he has two records out that are, are awesome. I, I always go back to those. Um, Singer songwriter uh, Rustin Kelly. If you've heard of him, he's mm-hmm. he's really good out of Nashville. Um, and then I have a bunch of buddies like um, Steve Everett, Paul Fowl, um, and, and you know Dan Rodriguez who came up, and Matt Hires, and I listen to all you know my, my pals too. So we kind of if I get on the road, I kind of I'll have this rotation through all my friends and see what they're up to too. And oh, that's cool. yeah, it's kind of it's cool. I'm, I'm I really am fans of like a lot of the, the bands I get to tour with, which is kind of a cool cool place to be. I get to you know see how the sausage is made for some of my favorite songs. Right. Sure. And usually it's uh it's good. It's not as uh, grotesque as actually making sausage. So it's good. They're, <laughs> they're 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 all good, good dudes. Good to know. Yeah, good yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> What a weird way of saying that. No, it's a great way to end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's end on the meat processing industry. <laughs> <laughs> well, is there anything else you'd like to share with listeners out there? Anything else coming up? Uh, you know, well, I'm staying hopeful because, uh, you know, right now we're this virus thing and everything. Sure. And every, everything's a little bit more questionable, but um, we, we are planning to tour Europe in April. Um, in Switzerland, Austria, Germany, um, and we have a record coming out, and as we talked about on April 9th, and then uh, when we get back, we're going to start hitting the the Midwest and and uh, 
the U.S. with a bunch of shows. So hopefully we'll we'll be back around and hopefully we'll get to see people. But thank you guys for listening and just yeah, lending your ears to new music. It's pretty cool. All right, we look forward to you returning in Appleton. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Starts out easier to say what you feel Then time makes emotions into onion peel And I guess I'm getting old But who isn't old? So there you have it. Aw, do you love a good JD talk? I know. He's interesting to listen to. I <laughs> he just, is. I love his stories and his insight into his music. And Wasn't that story about uh, Edgar Green's Time Machines quite yeah. something? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was looking for. I know, right? So really gives you something to think about. And definitely go listen to that song. So yeah, I had absolutely. To put it in the podcast, you know. So uh, <laughs> I, it's interesting to, you know, interview these artists 
you know, learning their passion for the music, you know, and seeing how much they have in common. Obviously, they're all singer songwriters like Sam Birchfield, who I had on previously, but they both like honed in on the fact that they just want to write music. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so I thought it was just fascinating to hear them pretty much echo each other, you know, in right. the same manner. You know, yeah. so it's not necessarily just about the performing, but it's about right. writing some amazing, some amazing music. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of cool. Obviously, this was recorded prior to everything that's going on. So from what I understand, JD's album is still coming out. You can order it, and he'll actually mail you a copy of the album. It was due out April 9th, um, but I think if you order it now, he'll send it out even sooner than that. Oh, nice. Um, and his tour in, in April obviously got canceled as well. And I'm sure after all this is passed, he'll he'll reschedule that. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of JD TV, I don't know if you've, you've ever seen this, but um, it's something I want to tell our listeners about because um, it's something everyone should check out. It's entertaining. It's a nice TV show that he puts on via Facebook Live. And uh, so it's every Monday at 7.30. And so it's just JD talking. You know, he, he makes fun at the quality of it. You know, it's just something he throws together yeah. real quick, you know. And he's got showrunners and sponsors, and if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> but just the way he pokes fun at it is just funny in itself. One thing he does that cracks me up during the show, and it's every time, even no matter how many times I've seen JD TV, is he goes to a commercial break, quote mm-hmm. unquote, and uh, but in order to like show transition, he takes a money bag, puts it up on the camera so it blacks out the screen, you know, and then comes back and starts going into commercial mode. <laughs> <laughs> so just the rustling of this money bag, and then he just pulls it away again real quickly, it just gets me cackling every time. So, uh, <laughs> um, but that's where I, I heard that he was going to be putting out this album still. So okay in lieu of everything that's going on so that's great we can use some good music yes i'm excited to hear some of his i'm sure we've heard some of those new songs but we know what we have but right and uh yeah catching them live during rhythm and bruise was you know just a wonderful experience so i'm glad jd could uh give us you know some music before we all hunkered down yeah Mm -hmm. so i encourage all my my listeners and and new fans of JD to go check out his music it's on Spotify. Obviously, you can buy the album, any of those listening platforms you can you can find it on. So yeah, anything else from the podcast that stands out to you at all? Oh man, I just I just like how like much energy he has. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, no nothing. Yeah. This sense of humor too, just yeah. like just zings right in there sometimes. Right. You know, and I can feel like you know, like I can imagine myself like if I was interviewing, be like you know, get bubbly like. Yeah. <laughs> like when you're with your girlfriends you know yeah, like right. it's just so fun to talk to and you just can't wait for your next thing to talk about and yeah definitely i know I love it's a little it. eager you know eagerness in there you know what i mean like, <laughs> yeah. yes i know what you mean <laughs> yeah i just love the flow so yeah he's a, he's a good energy i like it right and you know like he said nothing like ending the podcast on a, a talking about the meat packing industry so if you if you've liked what you've heard today you're definitely going to want to check out jd tv yes. it's just that humor and he usually performs it and everything as well so <laughs> yeah and i had coined everything jd nation you know so that includes his fan base go become a fan in his fan group you know and and uh i i think you know we're kind of hoping to go check out Songfest this year yeah. you know knock on wood that that gets to happen right so. yes everybody stay home so we can go out later yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so i want to go see this yes uh, Anyway, so that was JD. I want to thank him again for coming on the show. He was a real sport. You know, we kind of had to do that on the fly, you know, and under circumstances. So uh, we rushed that together, and I, and I look forward to his return. I hope he comes back for mile. Yeah. Or sooner. Or, or sooner, you know. You know. So uh, that's, that's that. Mm-hmm. Just putting out my feelers for whoever can make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> Love you all. I want everyone to take care. Be happy. Be well. Stay, he- he- stay healthy. <laughs> stay healthy. And uh, stay positive. Yeah. You know, we just need some positivity. Focus mm-hmm. on the good things right now. Don't dwell on the negative. You know, life is just going about its way right now. And the more we can just power through this and, and find the positive in it, I think we can, you know, we'll, we'll get through this. You know? Yes, so we will. Listening to my show is certainly a way to help with yeah. that. So. If you need to pass an hour or so, yeah. tune in. Tune in. Thank you. If you like this, <laughs> you know, I have other interviews with other artists. You know, there are now 103 episodes. So wow. uh, I don't encourage you to listen to the older ones. That's a lot of Drew. <laughs> You can never have too much true. Okay, you can. But when I get sick of myself, I know it's a problem. So, and it happens a lot. Just start at the ones where I'm in them. Oh, well, where would that be? Can you even? 
I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of good ones. You have to listen to find out. Yeah. If you listen, I will uh, straightforward. I will say if you go look through the list, a lot of the episodes that don't have numbers associated with them, that's when we were podcasting the 15 minute episodes, the live episodes. So that features a lot of you in that. So here I am trying to tell people, don't listen to me. Listen to Cooper. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, oh, I regret this. Oh, yeah. But maybe it'll be a hit and maybe there's a spinoff in the works. (laughs) You seem to think you're so good at this. Drew will be like, where's my stuff? And I'll be in my own room. Podcasting <laughs> live. Like, what are you doing now? <laughs> oh, Cooper, producer, steals my thunder. Uh, if anyone's going to do it, I'm glad it's you. So <laughs> I learned from you, oh. a wise one. Oh yes, I yeah. I know how to make sure you're heard. <laughs> if I'm heard, you're going to learn how to be heard. You know? so stand up, baby. <laughs> hey, we entertain ourselves in this midst of this weirdness. Yeah. So well, we entertain ourselves in the midst of anything. Really. <laughs> <laughs> this is all the time. <laughs> yeah. I'm on all the platforms. I got to promote myself right now. Mm-hmm. Facebook, t- uh, Twitter. Instagram, you know, I have a website and all the podcasting platforms, Apple, Google, Stitcher. I mean, just Google the Drew Han show and boop, boop, boop. You will find him. Yes. So, <laughs> or I will find you. <laughs> Let's leave on that note, shall all we? Right. Okay. Thanks again, Cooper, for joining me today. You're welcome. And thank you, J.D. Iker. Until next time, smooches. Toodles. The laughter of my daughter. Is the heart of my father's father And the kindness of my brother Is the goodness of my mother And the wisdom of my sisters Is the sadness of the blood Because all of those before us They knew pain and they made love And this voice that I hear singing Oh, it comes from more than me It's my ancestors in chorus this song is legacy Now I don't believe in magic It's not something that I need I believe in how you've lived here And I believe you're Ah, uh, you know, well, things are kind of, um, I'm, I'm staying My producer and myself were super excited for Dan Rodriguez and Matt Hires. He took a risk while you're hacking at him. Yeah, he sure did. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I won't believe the coughs I had to edit out of the podcast. (laughs) I still have a residual cough, but again, I digress. Anyone? No, you're not welcome to the studio at the moment. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. when the cloud leaves the state, you can come and see what happens. Yeah.